0: You should be selling Nick Chubb in your dynasty league. We will tell you why and more on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty football podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as he did yesterday, is Matt Price from Dynasty League Football and the DLF Dynasty podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at MattPriceFF. Matt is, of course, filling in for our buddy, Matt Williamson, who's enjoying some time on the beach. Matt, welcome back.
1: Thanks, man. There's never a shortage of mats that can fill in for Williamson. It's just like the most common name of any, I think, in the world (laughs) at this point. So uh, good to be back again, Ryan. I love being able to come over to the show and and, and talk to you on a a
0: different format. Absolutely. Thanks for doing that for us. Uh, We are talking Cleveland Browns today. I mentioned the name Nick Chubb. At the top of the show, uh, so let's mention the other names on this team. Nick Chubb is the most valuable Cleveland Brown, believe it or not, based on June ADP from DLF. Uh, He is the running back nine currently. Amari Cooper is the wide receiver 35. He's next on the list. Deshaun Watson, third, quarterback 10. Remember, this is single quarterback ADP. Uh, that we're basing this on. Elijah Moore is the wide receiver 44. Of course, the Browns traded for him earlier this off season, David and Joku tight end 14 Cedric Tillman, wide receiver 71. A player getting a little buzz lately is Jerome Ford. He's way down the list at RB 54 and last and least Donovan Peoples Jones wide receiver 77. So that is uh that's your Browns roster from a dynasty standpoint, the players that we will be focusing on today. And and Matt I mentioned Nick Chubb, I think he's a pretty obvious sell. You look at uh you look at that ADP. I can't believe he's RB9. We talked about Joe Mixon being high yesterday as the RB20. Uh, Chubb at RB9, he's 27 years old. He's a, a, above Josh Jacobs, who's two years younger. Uh, I, I don't even love Najee Harris, but I would rather have him than Chubb at this point. Uh, and then you really get into some interesting names. Tony Pollard, Kenneth Walker, Ramondre Stevenson. I want all of those guys above Nick Chubb. And even if you're just thinking about a a one-year-at-a-time basis, as we as we often do, I want Derrick Henry over Nick Chubb as well. And Henry's way down at RB 17. So I'm not going to have Nick Chubb on any of my dynasty rosters this year. If I have him right now, I'm going to be selling. What about you?
1: Yeah, I listed him as my sell as well. And for me, this is just a case of, you want to get out a year early rather than a year late, because I do think Nick Chubb is going to have probably one of the best seasons of his career. This is the first year in three or four seasons now that he hasn't had another very good back and and Kareem Hunt behind him. And I guess there's still a possibility that they bring him back, but it seems unlikely at this point. So if they don't bring anyone else in, uh, I mean, we're looking at Jerome Ford, like you mentioned, as, as the second guy and uh, unproven. So I just see a path this season for a massive workload from Nick Chubb uh, obviously the passing game is probably going to be improved. Uh, we hope Watson recovers. We'll talk about him in a, in a little bit here. Um, so maybe that, that that says that they're going to focus less on the running game. But when you have someone as efficient as Nick Chubb, it just seems like the the perfect storm for him to have, you know, a top five kind of running back season. So uh, if, I, if I am selling him on a strong contender, I want to get a nice return for him. I'm talking uh, probably a first and maybe a second or, or something in that range, maybe a player equivalent to that range. Probably the better option is to pivot to a wide receiver if you can. Um, But he is the sell for this team. But I just think I I do have a little thing in the back of my, my mind that says uh, you might be selling a a really amazing season from Chubb this year.
0: Nick Chubb had a really amazing season last year, at least for most of the season, his first 11 games, uh, he produced seven, seven times as an RB one, two other times he had 15 plus fantasy points and finished in the RB two range was just putting together a dominant season. And then in week 13, Deshaun Watson came back. Hmm. Uh, Nick Chubb had one RB one game the rest of the season. He had one more game with more than 13 fantasy points. And if you look at how that kind of split out without um, Deshaun Watson in the game, or on the field last year, Nick Chubb averaged nineteen point one fantasy points with Deshaun Watson in the lineup. Nick Chubb's fantasy production dropped to just twelve uh, fantasy points per game. You look at the rushing attempts; they're about the same. He he lost one rushing attempt uh, per game. He uh, his rushing yards obviously dipped, but not by a lot. It was it was actually the uh, touchdown production, and of course we know that uh, Deshaun Watson struggled that Cleveland Browns team was not scoring as many touchdowns uh, in general with Watson on the field. And when they were, he was throwing the ball. So is that a concern going into the 2023 season for you when it comes to Nick Chubb? Do you think that's sticky and, and holds some, some weight or just kind of a fluke of, of Watson's comeback?
1: Yeah, it's it's tough to say. Maybe they just don't want to run as much. So that has been St- Stefanski's MO is to run run run, but maybe that's cuz they were dealing yeah. with Mayfield and all these other uh kind of also ran quarterbacks, right? So, you know, the the other the other upside uh, case, the other ceiling case for Chubb is what if he does like star catching passes like what if that becomes part of the offense and then we really unlock that elite season it's not something he's ever really done in his career uh from a, from a volume like a, a massive volume standpoint so it's it's probably unlikely but i could see that as as a play to get him more involved but clearly i mean this is a passing league they're evolving uh they've added the elite quarterback um so you know it seems like they could phase him out uh from that perspective but uh, I just i don 't like I said i don 't know in the back of my mind it just there's something that says that he 's going to have a massive season and might be a key to championships that said i 'm still selling him for if I can get more than a first, not just probably not just a single first i don 't know about you, Ryan, would you sell him for just a single first in twenty twenty four
0: i don 't think so I mean it would it that pick would almost have to be locked in as, as a yeah. top three pick, uh, looking at the trade finder over at DLF Nick Chubb for Damian Harris in the 1.03. That's similar it. to one we talked about yesterday. Um, so you're getting, that is a single quarterback league. You're getting, uh, uh, what, I guess you're getting either Gibbs or JSN plus Damian Harris, who we like as a, as a useful player, uh, another trade Chubb for the 1.04. Obviously that one, not, not quite as, uh, interesting. Maybe you're getting Jordan Addison there. I, th- I think I would probably want more than that, even though I am uh, interested in selling Nick Chubb for Evan Ingram and a 2025 first rounder. That is a tight end premium league, but I think I want more than that. What do you
1: think? Yeah, two years out, I think is too far. I mean, a, a first is a first. I get it, but I, I, I don't know if this is the same line of thinking back when. You know we've been playing this game a long time, but it used to, used to be like if it's a first a year out it's worth a second in the current year if it's two years out, it's worth a third, and that's probably yeah. not the case anymore um you can't really kind of do those deals anymore um but but yeah I, evan green Ingram and in two year first two years is too much i think i think a- Evan Ingram, if you believe in him and a twenty four first is probably in the range the one oh four pick you mentioned if I'm looking at the same one is from a superflex league, so I'm definitely moving Nick Chubb for. Uh, whatever quarterback or JSN or Gibbs if you prefer them to one of the quarterbacks in a super flex format. Um but yeah I think that's the range. Like if you're moving them for a pick this season and one quarterback it's gotta be a top it's got to be a top three pick.
0: Yeah a few more fun ones on here um Cooper Cup uh Nick Chubb for Cooper Cup. I would rather have Cooper Cup at this point uh although he's obviously aging as well. Uh here's Chubb for a 24 first and AJ Dillon all in all, he's, Nick Chubb is not quite bringing the trade value that I'm I may be expected before digging into the um, the trade finder at DLF. That's honestly that's why I think it's such a such a good tool to uh, to make use of. He he's still my sell, but I might have to might have to change my expectations a little bit. He's he's closer
1: to he's a sell for sure, but he's closer than like if you were gonna look at it as a spectrum, I feel like he's probably closer to the hold end of the sell spectrum than he is to like I'm gonna go buy this guy.
0: Would you flip him for a younger guy like um you know like J.K. Dobbins or Cam Akers, those those questionable pieces, but but younger? I think th- well if I can get a second on top, absolutely. OK, so yeah. you want you want something back with those guys. That, yeah, I think so. I agree with that. Well, Matt and I are in agreement that we are selling Nick Chubb, but we're going to talk about which players on this Cleveland Browns team we want to buy. And we're going to do that right after this. Baseball season is in full swing and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. You just go to FanDuel.com backslash locked on to join today. Don't miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Go to FanDuel.com. Backslash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Matt, let's talk about some players on this Browns roster we want to buy, we want to acquire, and get on our team. Again, it's Nick Chubb. We listed him as a sell. That leaves us with Amari Cooper, Deshaun Watson, Elijah Moore, David Njoku, Cedric Tillman, Jerome Ford, and DPJ. Some pretty interesting names here. Who are you targeting as a player to buy?
1: Yeah, I went with Deshaun Watson, and it's a little bit scary based on his limited uh, work in 2022. But I think we do have to remember that two of those games were really bad weather games. I think one of them was uh, like a four degree game with like 25 mile an hour winds on Christmas Eve. And there was another one. So two of the six games were just in really bad weather. Um, And we have, if we go back to the last time we saw him in Houston before all of the stuff that we're not going to talk about, uh, he, he was, he led the league in passing. He was extremely efficient. He was, you know, almost like a locked in top five, maybe top three dynasty asset. And he didn't play football for the better part of two years, so I have to expect at least the, what I'm betting on is that i'm going that he's going to get closer back to that that Houston Texan form this season after a full uh, off season of work with the new team. Uh, so I'd like to buy Watson at quarterback 10. I think that in that range, after you get outside of those top seven, eight players or so uh, it becomes kind of a mishmash of, of guys. Like it kind of, kind of becomes one big tier. And Watson, I think has the, the, the ability the ceiling to kind of enter that elite top seven. Uh, so just some trades in the trade finder. I know I'm a little bit biased. I'm still not on board with Josh Allen, number one, despite everybody else in the world saying he's the best (laughs) dynasty quarterback. I get it, but if I can move him for – Deshaun Watson and Kyle Pitts, and I know people don't like Kyle Pitts as much as I do either, but that's a trade personally that I would be willing to wait to significantly upgrade my tight end position and move down a little bit. We talked a little bit about this yesterday with Joe Burrow, is accessing the the equity that you have in these elite quarterbacks and moving down the list, and I think Deshaun Watson is a perfect target for a move like that. One of my favorite ones, again, I know Mahomes is, is amazing. I love Mahomes, but if I can move Mahomes for Watson, pick up Anthony Richardson as another possible potential elite quarterback and Calvin Ridley on top of that for Mahomes. That's something that I'm willing to do. So he's he's a he's going to be a tough buy if you're just going to go out there and offer like a, some draft picks. He's probably going to cost you at least two firsts, if not if not a little bit more than that to get him straight for draft picks. But if I can use one of my elite quarterbacks to move down down to that level and pick up a couple of nice pieces on top of him, uh, that's a, that's something I'm, I'm willing to do. So Watson for me, I think, is a buy at his current price at quarterback ten, just because I think his his real value is closer to that five to eight range.
0: Matt, I know you, you mentioned this yesterday that you're really approaching, uh, especially the quarterbacks from a, from a super flex standpoint. And and that's the majority of the leagues you play. That's true of me as well. But uh, I think Watson is actually a player that I'm even more interested in targeting in single quarterback leagues because we know there's, there's just, uh, there's a little more wiggle room, right? Yeah. If you if you miss at quarterback in a single quarterback league, it's going to be really easy to go get Kirk Cousins or you you know to go find somebody else. If you miss on Deshaun Watson, if you miss on Anthony Richardson, right. that's a different conversation. But um, looking at the same trade finder, but filtering this is one of the one of the cool features of the trade finder as well filter that to fit your league. So filtering for only single quarterback leagues, Deshaun Watson and a third for two second rounders. Uh, Deshaun Watson even up for a second rounder. These are in single quarterback leagues. And we like those, we like those second rounders in, in single quarterback leagues, but uh, I like a, a possible top six quarterback a lot more. So um, I, I'm on board with targeting Watson, expecting a bounce back. Uh, but I really like him in a one quarterback league as a target.
1: Yeah, because we know that there's we know that there's so few difference making quarterbacks in the one quarterback uh, uh format. You know, we had the three guys up top last year that really just kind of destroyed the the competition. If you didn't have one of those guys, you probably didn't have a difference maker at quarterback. I kind of extend that line to the quarterback six range, and Watson absolutely has the upside, the weekly upside to get to that. Uh, area for us. So taking a chance like you said, in one quarterback is a fantastic move, I think.
0: So for my buy, I went with one of the rookies in this offense. Um, I went with Cedric Tillman. He's way down at wide receiver 71. Matt, I know this is a player that both of us were excited about heading into the NFL draft. He fell a little bit further than I expected. Um, while, uh, while the landing spot is okay, it, it's certainly not viewed as a, as a plus or, 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 you know, a feather in the cap of, of Cedric Tillman by, by any means. But I, I still like the idea of, of buying the dip here and, and buying low on him. His ADP is a uh, rookie ADP, I should say is 27 overall. That's wide receiver 11. So you're talking about an early third round range for Cedric Tillman. Now the depth chart is is possibly going to be a problem here because we've got Amari Cooper on top. Uh they did trade for Elijah Moore. We'll talk more about him later. They've got DPJ uh, left over from last year who was uh, who who was a solid player but more suited to be I think a team's wide receiver 4 than their 2. And then they also have uh David Njoku, a very talented pass catcher at tight end. So it it's it's messy here. But thinking long-term and big picture, I, I really like Tillman. I think my boy Amari is going to be tough to keep on the roster beyond the 2023 season. So if you if you fast forward a year, maybe you're looking at an Elijah Moore and, and Cedric Tillman uh, one-two punch if things go well for the Browns. What do you think about Tillman?
1: Yeah, I love it. He was one of my favorite undervalued players in this year's class. I do, I do worry a little bit that he's a little bit redundant with Donovan Peoples Jones at least for uh, okay. this season. But, but this this is dynasty, and DPJ is you uh, uh, unrestricted free agent after this season. So maybe they look to give the the new guy more work if they know that that Peoples Jones is on the way out. Um, I don't think we're going to get a ton out of him in year one without some injuries. Uh, but I love, I love the buy for the future. Absolutely. He's one of my favorite picks in that. I, I guess in a, in a one quarterback league, he's probably in the, in the what, early to mid third round uh, at this point, I would yeah. guess. So uh, love, that, love that dark throw. And again, we're, we're, we're looking for values. here, are looking at ways to increase the value on our roster. And I think Tillman is probably the best way to do that uh, uh, from a macro standpoint uh, from the Browns team.
0: Uh, Let me ask you kind of a big picture strategy question. When you've got these rookies coming in and you don't have expectations for year one, you mentioned that it it could be certainly a slow start for Tillman given that depth chart, which I I think is probably the expectation at this point. Do you want to buy now or, or do you expect that price to drop enough that you're content to, to wait? Because I feel, and I know I've gotten kind of caught in this trap myself, Mm -hmm. even those players that I like after year one, when they haven't produced a lot of times I'm willing, you know, I find myself just writing them off like, okay, that didn't work. Let's move on. Even if it was a player that I might've been targeting or just in general have, have liked um, it's hard to kind of hang on to those, uh, those evaluations that we have during that, draft cycle
1: yeah and uh i think jj zacharison has done a ton of work on, on year two breakouts and things like that and it, he basically yeah. the you know, long story short is basically like if a wide receiver or really uh really running back too i guess um if they don't do a whole lot in their rookie season the likelihood that they're ever gonna be produced kind of like that top 24 baseline kind of season uh is, is drastically reduced and I think you have to throw a little bit of context in there. Like if we want to talk about somebody like Sky Moore, you know, like Sky Moore is a difficult eval for this year because he did have the opportunity. He, he, he just didn't really do anything with it. Right. So someone like him is more scary to me than someone like Tillman who may just be buried on a death chart and just didn't get uh, just didn't get an opportunity. That said, if he was as good as we think he can be, then he probably would get that opportunity. Right. I think, I think there's a little context issues in there too. We have to, you know, what, who's the coaching staff, what is their track record with rookies, that kind of thing. Uh, but in general, I think Tillman's going to be on that side where he might just not get enough opportunity to produce in year one. Uh, but if he does and he disappoints, then that's when you have to get afraid. So uh, I think the other thing could be true though with Tillman though, We we mentioned he's buried a little bit on the depth chart, but you know, one, one injury to a Kamari Cooper is not a spring chicken. If Elijah Moore disappoints mm-hmm. again, like th- I think there is, re- there, there is, there is uh, a number of scenarios where Tillman could get on the field this year. So I think it's possible he's cheaper next year in that, bar- in that scenario where he doesn't get on the field, but I think it's equally possible for him that uh, he, might not be, uh, he might not be cheaper next year. And we see wide receivers kind of carry value uh, year over year uh, all the time.
0: So in general, if it's a player that you like, you're you're probably gonna go ahead and try to target him now rather than I play that so. waiting game. And, and if you're yeah.
1: cheap like this, like a third like how much cheaper is he gonna get than a third round pick? Like, okay, now I can get him for a fourth round pick, but why play the gambling game if if it's that cheap?
0: Yeah, good point. That that conversation is probably more fitting for uh those those Home first and second rounders we yeah. maybe have have uh low expectations for in year one. We've talked about who we are buying, who we are selling from this Browns roster. We still have one more topic to discuss. Uh, We'll talk about players we're holding on to as the 2023 year approaches. We will do that next. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Everydayers, check back tomorrow. Kate and Marcus will be back. They'll be finishing up the AFC North conversation with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Check out who they're buying, selling, and holding from the Steelers roster. Matt, let's finish up the Browns conversation. A player from this team that you're holding on to, uh, you kind of want to play that waiting game and and see what happens in 2023.
1: Who is it? It's Elijah Moore. Um, Man,
0: he was just so much fun
1: in his rookie season. He had that I believe a six game stretch uh, for the jets where he really came on towards the end of the season. And he showed that while the slot role is probably his best role in NFL, he has the versatility to play outside. Uh, and with a new I mean, I mean, you have to, I, I don't know how you feel, Ryan, but I feel like just getting out of that jet situation automatically increased his value, at least in my eyes, because we saw what he could do as Rick and then he just whatever it was doghouse. He started, if I remember right, he started out last season in the off season, immediately trying to request a trade. And it's like, dude, you're you're a rookie. You can't just like come up and say yeah. like, I'm, I, you know, trade me out, get me out of town. Like that's not going to happen. So instead what happened is they just didn't really use them very much. Right. So obviously a very disappointing year too. Uh, but now new life with, with Cleveland with a, with a huge quarterback upgrade, I think the clear number two target on the team uh, uh, behind, behind Amari Cooper. So uh, a wide receiver, 44 prices, it almost feels like it's a little bit mispriced, not in not not in terms of like the, the the players around him are probably I think are probably fair but if he's if he's the the rookie if he's the rookie Elijah Moore I think he should be val- probably valued 10 15 spots higher and if he's not if he's not the rookie then he should probably be much lower than that so this wide receiver 44 ADP kind of feels like a little bit of a hedge just cuz we don't know exactly what's going to happen with Moore so in that case I'm going to hold and hope for the ceiling outcome
0: yeah i mean i think you're right the the ADP of wide receiver 44, and again, the names around him make sense. It's it's hard to argue that he should be moved up very much. Some veterans like Tyler Lockett, Mike Williams, Mike Evans, some young guys, Jameson Williams, Rashad Bateman, Zay Flowers ahead of him. So I wouldn't necessarily move him up. Yeah. Um, you're right. It's a hedge. It's, it's, a, it's essentially the ADP saying hold, just like we're saying hold on Elijah Moore. I, I nearly listed him as my player to hold on to as well. You, you look at the game log from last season uh and it was, it was just so disappointing after what was an exciting uh rookie season, at least in spurts. He gave us three wide receiver one games as a rookie, despite missing some time and, and uh, not even really being a starter in that offense. And then last year, his best game was just 14 fantasy points. Uh, for the Jets. So totally agree with you. Just getting out of New York, even with Aaron Rodgers coming in, even with the, um, you know, the positive changes that they've made. I think this is good news for Elijah Moore. So I'm holding him. Uh, would you say he's closer to a buy or sell? If you if you had to push him into one of those categories,
1: it would be closer to a buy for me. I just keep going back and thinking yeah, about, too. about Deshaun. And it's a different player, obviously a very different player, but in college Deshaun Watson with Hunter Renfro, like, that was a that was a Ooh. nice combination, and I think that
0: uh, Elijah Moore could probably play that Hunter Renfro role if they wanted him to. I hadn't thought about that. I like it. Uh, really quickly here, I went with another wide receiver as my hold. It's Amari Cooper, and honestly, it's it's similar to what we talked about with Joe Mixon yesterday. You're just not going to get yeah. a lot for Amari Cooper. Uh, he really looked like he was declining uh, as his time in uh, in Dallas went on. Uh, of course, C.D. Lamb was was really taking control of, of that offense from a wide receiver standpoint, which which is, of course, why the Cowboys felt OK making that move. Uh, I was surprised. I think everybody was surprised how Amari bounced back last year. He, he gave us six wide receiver one games. Uh, with some, you know, a a 30 plus point game, two games with 25 plus fantasy points and all in all, he was a wide receiver one in 35% of his games. I don't think we get necessarily that same level of production with, uh, with Elijah Moore and and even with Tillman added to this roster, um, but his value, his trade value, especially is is just too low to to give up on him. So I'm I'm just kind of riding it out with Amari Cooper and seeing how his how this season goes and maybe even where he lands next season if he does in fact move on from the Browns.
1: Yeah, I, I love that one. I think he's a he's a, he's a way to access cheap volume. I think he's still gonna be he's gonna be he's gonna be rock solid. He's gonna be like that. Seventy-five, eighty catches, eleven to twelve hundred yards, probably seven to eight, seven or eight touchdowns, something like that. And he's the wide receiver thirty-five, and that kind of that kind of production is difficult to buy at those prices. So he is the hold, but if you had to put him closer to one or the other, I might
0: say he's in the buy c- category rather than sell. Yeah, certainly. If you have a contending team, you need a yeah. uh, you know you need a wide receiver three, or or maybe you've got one of those guys we like, like uh, like Traylon Burks, yeah. or. Uh, Drake London, that that you're not quite ready to click the button on each week, get Amari Cooper to, to bridge that gap. Uh, you can do it fairly easily. That is going to do it for today's show. Once again, we want to thank, thank Matt Price for joining us, taking over for our buddy Williamson this week. So Matt, thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you. Please make sure you download and subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt Williamson. At Williamson NFL. Follow Matt Price at Matt Price FF. And I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.